And we're back! Welcome to the Prodigals Podcast, where we discuss all kinds of topics relating to faith and culture. We discuss topics not normally preached on the pulpit or talked about during Bible studies. That is why we are here for you. It is our hope and our goal that through these discussions, people will be inspired to talk about issues that Christians go through in their daily walk with God. So without further ado, let's get to our discussion. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Mark. And <laughs> it's your boy. It's your boy, Mark. And I'm back with Alan. Hey. Um, my co-hosts and uh, our scholar. Wow. <laughs> the prodigals. Uh, so... We are here. Uh, Billy's still uh, recovering from sleeplessness due to mm-hmm. <laughs> his baby being born. Uh, so, yeah, um, we miss you, Billy. It's all worth it, Billy. Uh, it's all worth it. It's all it, worth Billy. it. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we're just here. We're just going to be talking about what are we going to be talking about? I don't know. I'm just joking. <laughs> so... <laughs> So this episode will be, <laughs> we're just, I don't even know, I don't even have it. a topic right now. No, I'm just going. As uh, the spirit leads, <laughs> the spirit that's what we're going to talk about. Okay, so uh, this will be a Table Talks episode. Uh, we'll be discussing you know, the idea of being cynical and, you know, cynicism, skepticism, or whatever it is. Uh, you know, is it dangerous? Is it healthy to be somewhat cynical uh is there a healthy level of being cynical and other things that we might discuss so stay tuned for this table talks episode table talks all right um so i've been on twitter (laughs) the wonderful world of twitter and i just you know i just uh fell into this so i deleted my other twitter um my previous twitter that had like more than that had more than ten thousand tweets um i i deactivated it but i deactivated it long enough i guess that they just decided oh maybe He's not ever coming back anymore, or he just wanted to create a new account. So, so when I tried to activate it again, I couldn't. So I just made a totally new one. Um, but in my other Twitter account, in my previous Twitter account, I was, you know, it was a different world. It was, um, much more balanced, I guess, in terms of the type of people I followed, uh, my friends. Um, maybe some basketball, some, some Christians in there. Uh, but it was like general Christianity. But when Mm. I came back to Twitter, uh, for some reason I fell into this world of Adventists, right? Like, cause you know, I'm, I'm. I'm from the Adventist church and it we grew up, so I grew up, but, um, it's just, you know, like a whole, a whole spectrum of Adventism from the liberal, from the very liberals. And then there's the ex-Adventist community. And then there's like the liberal Christianity that 
that's uh, that's always ragging on you know the the conservatives and and I kind of find it so I wanted to talk about the cynicism because that's that's a lot of the things that I feel um especially you know those who have started who have stopped going to church especially after covid right um they've maybe they had a community before but because of covid they stopped going to church or it was because some people worked for the church and they were hurt uh or they were a part of a church and because of their certain beliefs um they just didn't you know people just they just felt that they were not um accepted or they were sort of ostracized for not believing the um the traditional beliefs i guess of their churches uh so they've kind of they kind of stepped out of their respective churches and where i find myself is that the pe- people i follow are sort of there's some sense of cynicism right um and that has and of course it's not only those people i'm not saying that you know they're they're cynics and i'm not um so i also wanted to talk about this because i find it creeping within me also uh Hmm. so so by the way i went back to the this past Saturday, I uh, went back to our lovely church uh, home where we grew up. I found so my cousin came from the Philippines and he uh, he and his wife have been here for several months. But because of COVID, they've just been doing online streaming. But now that churches have started opening up, he asked me, hey, can we go to the church where you grew up? Um, and so I was like, OK, so I'll. I'll be there. I'll introduce you to the folks that I know. Uh, so we went there. And um, so not so I'm not going to lie. Like when I was there. So I've been out of, you know, the church scene in terms of traditional sit in church for a while because, you know, COVID. And but even before COVID, we've started going to a house church like like small groups like where the focus is smaller circles of people um studying together and having a st- uh, fellowship together but um so my cousin asked me what's when was the last time you came to church and i was like <laughs> 2019 um but <laughs> um, well, that's a lot of us really yeah um yeah, so I so I find my so I've been out of the church scene in terms of the traditional, you know, brick and mortar church uh, building. Um, I've been out, and I've just focused my energy and um, efforts into cultivating uh, intimate relationships through small groups. So I, but I, when I went to church, um, to this, uh, the, the place where we grew up, it's like when I was sitting there and we were, I was kneeling, um, I had this feeling, right. It's like, I miss structured worship, right. Uh, I miss having that, uh, 
although I rag on, I rag on um, strict liturgy, mm-hmm. and you know, like uh, complicated and strict liturgy. Oh, you have to kneel down, or you have to sit up, or yeah, you have to do this or that. Do that if you don't. Um, you're kind of like uh, um, you stick out like a sore thumb. So yeah. I was sitting there and I was dealing, and I, was, I said to myself, "Oh, I miss this." I miss structured worship. And then, but then there was this feeling in my heart where, you know, maybe it's, it was a sinful side of me, or maybe it was just like, you know what they say, like, I'm not being a cynic, but I'm just being a realist. Uh, <laughs> uh, but there was this creeping thing in my heart where I reminded myself, or not reminded myself, but I told myself, oh, you might like this now, but you probably won't like the spirit behind this structured worship um, where, you know, going back to, oh, you have to do this or you have to do that kind of like legalistic um, side of things. But then I caught myself I was like, why you haven't been here for a real long time? Why are you think why do you automatically think that their spirit towards this liturgy is legalistic or something like uh, it it's not the way that god would want it to be so i find myself being cynical and um and other stuff too and 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 other aspects too right like um where you know sometimes jenna and uh, jenna and i would be discussing hey what about like is there a possibility of us going back <clears throat> to traditional church building or a traditional church setting and i find myself like saying uh i don't know it's just people tend to be legalistic or people tend to not want change and all that so yeah so i just find myself having this cynical i'm not cynical all the time but when it (laughs) comes to like traditional (laughs) christianity like i kind of and you know with news of evangelicals in the u.s it's kind of like why like you know do we want do we do i want to go back to that setting and is is it ever gonna change so that's why i you know i really wanted to talk about it um So that's uh, my long-winded explanation and justification <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> so, okay. um, so this so is your thing. God, okay. No, yeah. it's not my thing. So no, let's just... Cool. No, I, you see, here's what I'm thinking, okay? Because like, if, if it's bothering you, it's probably bothering other people as well. So we might as well get it, you know, let's, let's talk about it, right? Because that's what we're here for, folks. That's why... Yeah, I'm that pretty is sure why we are here for you. you. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of you that are there that are feeling the same way as well. So that's why we're here for you. So that's we why can we're all here hash out you. our stuff <laughs> so you don't have to. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we go, we go, you know, along together. So, yes. Yeah. All right. So moving on from my long-winded 
explanation. Uh, so can you define what cynicism is or what being cynical is? I, I mean, I just figured, uh, cause I, I often think that I have the gift of cynicism, but I realize that's <laughs> really not a gift of the spirit. <laughs> the gift. Cause it comes naturally, um, at, at certain settings, certain times. Um, it's just, I think it's just this distrust of people because you think, you know, whatever they're doing, there's some kind of ulterior motive that's just for them, right? Like, mm. whatever it is, I mean, whatever it is that they're doing, whatever it is that they're saying, uh, whatever sentiment comes across, there, there might be, you know, may not be everything, but at least there's a percentage of it that is just for selfish uh, reasons. And I, I think there are, I think there are some, you know, valid, some biblical foundations for that, you know, knowing that we are all sort of broken individuals when Adam and Eve sinned that introduced a, like, a, like a malware, malware virus into our own code. Yeah. That we have this natural bent towards ourselves, you know, our selfish nature. And so, uh, I, I think that there is, uh, a natural sort of not only bent towards that, but belief that there is, um, you know, not, do you get what I'm saying? Like, not only is there people that, have that bent towards having a selfish sort of um, foundation to whatever they're doing, but other people in looking at that action or looking at that, those words or hearing those words, I should say, it lends them to believe into somebody having some sort of you know, selfish nature or selfish um, desire out of it. Mm. So I think there's basis towards it, especially from the Christian standpoint. And, and to be fair i would say that that's pretty much every that's pretty much every world religion right uh because if you if if you look at what everybody else's sort of religion is talking about is it has to acknowledge the pain and suffering that is in this world and a lot of it is caused by us humans especially towards each other and then you know they go on to to give their their ideas of how you rectify that or how you overcome that or how you escape from that, depending on, you know, which, which religion it is. Mm -hmm. So this idea of cynicism, it's, it's, you know, how we always, at least I always say there's a lot of, a lot of it is just a Western thing. Now this is, this is a world thing. I think this is a global thing, I believe. And so it's not just the West that is experiencing cynicism or this idea that there's a selfish nature behind the things that we do but it's it's not only global but it's historical it's been throughout the ages and so whatever you know even though the greeks coined it right um it's probably been around a whole lot okay so that joke yeah that joke has to do with 
Greek language. Koine means Koine pretty much meant the street language, the common Greek back in the day. So yeah. So <clears throat> when he said Greek, coined. <laughs> hey. Hey. It's just slang for you selfish. <laughs> uh so yeah, I mean it's it's probably been I mean it's uh, I would think that it's been around since forever. I mean and you can think I, I I think you might even be able to argue that it has gone all the way back since um not only Adam and Eve, but you know it's uh, Cain and Abel. Right? To a certain mm, extent. So, well, I mean from from Adam and Eve's the standpoint, the whole selfishness of wanting what yeah. God had. So like there's there's that that aspect. But then um from from Cain's side, you know, he's questioning God, like, why are you accepting him and his stuff? It's almost like that you could make an argument that maybe he's he's distrusting God as to why he favors uh why he favors uh, Abel's uh, sacrifice and not his own, right? There must be, there must be like you must have some favoritism. There must be something that's that's going on behind the scene that mm. that's you know that I'm that I'm being like excluded from, mm-hmm. right? You can you can you can make that argument. I'm just guessing at this point, but I I think you can make that argument that that might be that that might have been sort of a thing for him. True. Yeah, man. Um, like I was thinking of um, like being cynical in terms of, yeah, like we're talking about people, right? Um, I guess like doubting that is it like for me, like let, I can share like some of the things I tend to be cynical with or skeptical with. It's like maybe, you know, like it people will never change, right? Um so when it comes to like me thinking about you know going back to a traditional church setting, it's like why would I ever do that, you know, when they're never gonna change like um yeah, it's like people are never gonna change, like my church that it, the church that I grew up in, they don't want change or it's never going to cut. Like, it's never going to be better. Like what if someone comes comes to me, like if, if, you know, if they say, Hey, would you go back to so-and-so? I was like, I don't know. Like, because are, is it going to change or like being skeptical or cynical with, you know, let's say evangelicals and being cynical with, um, the people there in terms of, oh, they're just, you know, why, let's say there's something that happens like, you know, John MacArthur and all that and his churches, um, let's say they do something and then I go, I, I revert back to, oh, they're just trying to, con- uh, cover up something or they're mm. always going to cover up something or they're always going to be for the abuser and not for the victim, you know? Um, mm. just some stuff like that, or yes, sometimes like I, I view some sort of you know like people the ultra conservative part people in you know the church that we grew up in, not 
the local church that we grew up in, but you know, the more general Adventist church, like the, the people that tend to, you know, um, be ultra conservative. I tend to be like, Oh, there's just like, is, are, is their faith based on grace or is it more legalistic? Some, some stuff like that. Um, what about you? What what are some things you tend to be cynical with? I mean, I guess. Wait, hold on. Okay, so maybe we should, because I think I got. I think I'm. I think I misled us a little bit in terms of the definition of it. It's you know at least a quick Google search because you know Google is the bastion of all knowledge, <laughs> um, or the receptacle of all knowledge. Uh, it's an inclination to believe that people are motivated purely by self-interest. Uh, yeah. And so basically, it doesn't matter what, there is no shred <laughs> of sincerity in your body. Everything you're doing, it's just for you. you there's some kind of angle that you're working just so you can come out ahead. Right? Uh-huh. And it's, and it doesn't matter if, if a thousand people, um, benefit or nobody benefits at all except for you you're going to get it you're going to get you're going to get the benefit of whatever that action is is what Mm -hmm. i get from that from that definition and so i don't know um because it sounds like we all have some sort of distrust about certain things especially if we've been hurt if we've had any kind of negative experience with a setting or people that are associated with that setting like church. And I, I don't know how much of that is cynicism as opposed to trauma. Trauma. Or maybe lack of a better word. I'm might not sure. be. Yeah, it might be. Right. Right. Because I mean, you, <laughs> so the, so the normal, I guess the, the common analogy is, Hey, you, you know, uh, when you learn something, it's almost like, hey, it's like um, when you're a kid, you touch a hot stove and you, you know, you obviously you get you get injured from it and you don't do it again because you remember that negative experience. Uh huh. Well, every time you go to, next to a stove and you're fearful of it, I don't think that's cynicism. Right? There's there's some kind of trauma that that's involved in it. You know, per se. And so maybe it's not. Maybe there is more, what we're feeling is more about the trauma than it is. Uh, and then cynicism is a byproduct of that, mm. right? Sort of the... Or oh, skeptic, um, being a skeptic. Or skeptic, yeah, being skeptical of certain things. Like you're, there's a disbelief in in what it is. It's a distrust, basically what it is, right? You're scared of, I'm scared of um, putting myself in a situation where I'll get hurt again where I'll get burned again, where I'll look foolish again, where I'll be wrong again. Mm. Right. And so, I mean, there's, there's lots of stuff that I, you know, that I'm just, that, that I find distrusting of. Um, and I, and I think a lot of us, you know, we look back at our, our childhood and we, we, think, well, man, what a time that was when you didn't have 
this notion that things were complicated and everything was just simple and you could just, you know, trust somebody that was, you know, <laughs> giving you a piece of candy, but then now they're telling you don't take it because it could be poison or there could be like <laughs> razor blades or, you know, needles in it and stuff. And so there's this innocence that we've lost because of the way the world has gone. Mm. Um, yeah. And I remember, and I was just having the conversation with my wife the other day of when I used to grow up, um, and I know I'm old, so, you know, go easy on me, people. Um, I remember a time when my parents, when my mom would just, I, I don't, I remember seeing my mom, um, just, you know, waking up, getting breakfast and then heading out the door and not seeing her until I get, until I had to come back for lunch because I was hungry, eating and then going out again and not coming back until nighttime, right? <laughs> when it's time for dinner, D- depending on what time of the year it was, because she would just let us, my brother and I just go out and play with the neighborhood kids. Ah, the good old days. Right. And we could just go out and... Even though, yes, bullies were a thing. Wild feral cats was a thing, which is another story. I'll tell you about it. Some other time. <laughs> <laughs> cats you know, you could, and gerbils. Yeah, you could let kids out and, and uh, feels that, you know, as long as you were in a, you know, a regular neighborhood, you know, they'd be safe. And yeah. they'd learn a couple of life lessons <laughs> and they would come back. You know, they would come back every night or every afternoon. Uh, and that's just not the case anymore because we are skeptic or we're cynical about the world around us. Mm. Right? We're cynical about when people, when adults approach our children. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, um, I think, I think part of it is also because of the, the information age has gone through. And so we have, even before Twitter and Google and all of that stuff, when TV started to become more, um, plenteous in its, in its reporting, right? More stations, more money into it, and you would get more stories, right? Of stuff that happens and it comes around and you read it and you get skeptical and you get cynical because of these Stories that you've heard and that has happened in real life in other parts of the world, maybe not even close, to, you know, not even in your, in your, the same city as you, yours. And we imagine sometimes the worst, uh, that mm-hmm. could happen. And a lot of that has to do because of the actions of some other person. Mm. Right. And so I think it's easy for us to fall into the, the cynical trap. That's true. Um, Having said that, I'm sure I'm 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 positive Jesus wanted to combat that with the economy of the kingdom, right? Yeah, because the way that it works over there, which technically should be over here, it's just it's here but not yet. That's the whole Pauline theory. Somehow we'll discuss so, <laughs> in a later episode. <laughs> Some later thing. But yeah, the idea, the, the theology of here but not yet. Um, Bring us home. How it works in the economy of the kingdom of heaven is that people love one another. And that love 
you know, that, that love that we have that's constantly being fed to and from other, from one another breeds things like trust and trust, uh, and, and cynicism cannot survive in the petri dish of trust. <laughs> it, it just can't. Right. Um, yeah. Until, you know, until something breaks it. Mm-hmm. That's where we go. But uh, I would think that's, 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 um, a thing of Jesus. And I would harbor to say that he would ask us that even if we are hurt by people, that in some way they'll, it'll be made up to us. Maybe not in this life, but in the life to come. Mm. And so he asks us to trust him. Because even if we can't trust others, we can trust him to make everything right. Everything okay. And that'll work mm-hmm. out in the end. Mm-hmm. So. Do you think it's dangerous to our faith? And if so, why? Like being... Dangerous to us, uh, to our faith in terms of the cynicism? Yeah, because yeah. it's... Or, uh, it, yeah, it like is. cynicism, skepticism... Just like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Because if we are to take the analogy of what the gospels and the new Testament tells us of how the church is supposed to be right, uh, that we are to not forsake meeting with each other, that we are to encourage one another, strengthen each other to, you know, edify and, and, uh, and protect one another to love one another cynicism drives a wedge into that into that notion into that plan that if we are to be this building you know this temple that god builds us up to be us that are living stones according to people uh, according to peter i should say and that jesus is the cornerstone mm. what trust will do is allow us to have cracks in our cohesion with one another. And so even though we have a sure foundation, that mistrust, that cynicism will cause our walls to be weakened and even maybe even crack to the point of failure. Just because we don't, we don't trust one another. You know, you can't trust the pastor and what he's saying because you think that he's trying to take your money and you can't trust <laughs> you can't trust the the elders because you know they're they're just power hungry and you know they want to have all the the stuff for themselves yeah right mm-hmm. and you can't rely on anybody because they they might be out for just themselves and you could be left out in the cold in terms of like putting all your effort putting all your resources Towards like whatever end, whatever goal that your, you know, you and your church or your community, um, have set out to accomplish, whether it's, 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 uh, you know, building a, a community center so that everybody can benefit from, you know, in the neighborhood around it or something as simple as with the building fund getting a new door or a carpet, right? You mm. distrust people. And so, you know, you get conflict there because now you don't know if you're all pulling the same way 
and it, and at some point he somebody might pull the floor the rug from under you as it were and mm-hmm. you get screwed yeah and so or, um, if yeah go ahead yeah. no keep going keep going no and so if if the whole idea is that in this in this world in our journey in our faith journey we are strengthened uh, part of the process is so that we can be strengthened by others that gets kind of put out of the way when we don't trust others mm. yeah right that that stunts the growth of our faith if that's supposed to be an integral part of our faith journey an integral part of get us getting stronger spiritually in the faith and yeah and so that's it right i mean if if we were to come if we really did think about it the whole idea of satan is to cause distrust between us and god yeah why would we think it would be anything different between that he would change tactics between us and each other yeah and i think that that's what he accomplished right that's what satan right. accomplished um, a wedge between God and a wedge between um, man. So yeah. there's a hor- horizontal wedge and then the, the uh, vertical wedge. Yeah. Um, do we trying to do it to, to Jesus in the in the wilderness with the three temptations? <laughs> right. Yeah. So like the distrust that you know he, he the distrust that Satan uh, put in Eve Adam and Eve's mind towards God. Like after that he. You know, there was a natural rift between Adam and Eve, right? So where, like, where when God asked, you know, what? So God goes into the garden right after they sin, or I don't know if it's right after. Or there are a few hours, few days, who knows? But I think it's it's at the point when they're hiding because they couldn't really, you know, hide their nakedness or the 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 leaves that they uh sewn together kind of withered and so god was going into the garden and asked them it's like hey <laughs> where are you why are you hiding from me and then adam goes um so they go oh we're naked like who t- who told you you were naked and and why and then he's like oh because you know adam naturally not naturally I think it was natural at that point because sin crept into their hearts. He, mm. he immediately blamed Eve. So there was that, you know, the rift. And then, um, and then even God described it in a way where there's going to be enmity or not, but there would be this unnatural sort of power struggle, right, between a husband and a wife, um, where, like, everything, I guess, like, when he said to Eve, your desires, what, what did he say? Your desires will be Before your husband's. Husband. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so there's, yes, what you were saying is that, you know, Satan, what Satan accomplished in the garden was, 
you know, a wedge between God and man, but also a wedge between man and man. Um, yeah. And then, so what I was going to say was that what there's like, when we're cynical towards each other or towards a church or towards certain in, or like a group of individuals, it's not just, um, it's not just a vacuum, right. Of like my distrust towards someone, but you know, I don't let, I don't let, so I let community living, um, be thrown out the window because I don't trust people. Uh, I don't trust the church that I used to be in or I don't trust people in general or I don't trust anyone. But then like that spirit is evident that you don't trust God himself to put people in your life that want what's best for you. Right. Or to put people in your life to live in communion with um, because he described us as sheep and sheep you know, some, you know, people say sheep are stupid um, and that's why he calls us sheep. But also, yes, <laughs> sheep are stupid. and uh, But also sheep are communal animals. They are flock. They live in flocks and they're very, um, you know, they, they thrive in groups. Uh, they thrive in community. So, uh, so we, th- when we, remove ourselves from relationships because we we say like oh they've hurt me before or um i could be hurt again or like let's say god put someone new in your life it's like oh i've been burned by people before i don't we i don't want to be burned again um or like the the spirit of oh i've been burned by others before you're also gonna burn me eventually i think that's really unhealthy and that gets into you know, and that is evident. Your lack, of, your lack of trust in people, is also also means that you lack trust that God puts that God will put people in your life that's good for you. Hmm. Um, and I th- I think it's yeah. I think it's also sort of related to unbelief, right? Um, unbelief that, you know, you'll never find a community where, you know, you can thrive in uh, because there's just distrust in people or like doubt that things in the church will ever get better because you resort to, or you go back to, you know, the things that gave you trauma before. Um, Mm. And I'm not saying that, you know, trauma is easy to deal with or you should ignore your trauma. I'm not saying that, but um, if you've ever had trauma, um, I feel you because I've, I have that too. And, you know, growing up, I had a lot of trauma, but, you know, that's what's therapies for, right? And that's why seeing a counselor is for. So yeah, I, I mean if you if you've received trauma from the church, um, I highly encourage you to speak to someone that's qualified, not 
not automatically like church leaders or church pastors because um they might not be trained but um yeah just do your research and um having you know a, a good counselor a good therapist uh, so that you will be able to deal with trauma uh, because that does you know unresolved trauma does get in the way of good relationships and healthy relationships um mm-hmm. so yeah that's just my word of encouragement but going back to um the topic of you know not you know the thinking that it's never going to be better it's not going to be any better or like it's not going to be you know it's not you know the people in the past will always hurt you or the people that's coming into your new life is gonna hurt you because you've been hurt in the past um i i think that's just um yeah that's dangerous to faith and that's not that's not trusting god that he's in control enough to put you in a place where you can succeed or in a community where uh, people will love you and care for you yeah um so Cynicism can be, you know, cynicism can lead to, to mistrust and that, you know, obviously will hurt, as we've said, as we've talked for, for a bit now. Um, us being able to be joined to that, to the church, um, to have our connections with one another be on shaky ground. Um, and yet I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention that there are there are, there are passages in the scripture that we have to be wary, um, and that we have to be you know as the Bible says to be on guard mm-hmm. for those that might come and mislead us from the truth. Uh, Act like and, men. Yeah, so <laughs> no, the whole wolf and the, the wolf in sheep's clothing tends to be Wolfen. like really overused nowadays but uh, it still bears truth that there are that there are things that are taught now there are people that are coming in and they're teaching things maybe not so much for the edification of the church but for their their own sort of self stuff right Mm -hmm. Um, and you know you don't want to take it to the extremes but you've got you know people that will that 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 are charismatic and that will lead to you know dare i say it cults right so you want to be careful of those two so there is i think there is a time and place for it just know and recognize that cynicism in general like as a whole we're all we're just people in general right it's going to be it's going to be challenging uh, for you to grow your own faith, uh, because if we are to believe what the Bible says, that we're, we're using the community, uh, of Christian believers to help grow our own faith through whatever it is, through encouragement, edification, you know, exhortation, gifts of the spirit. Right. Um, especially when you, you come to things like, prophesying like if you're if you're if if there's something that's there that god has has put on somebody's heart to prophesy to 
you know, you as, as a whole or just you in general or just you specifically, it'll be hard to get that message if you're cynical about a person, the person that's giving it. Mm. Right. Yeah. Um, and so the, the tough question is how do you know when to have it? How do you know when to use healthy cynicism? You know, healthy, you know, um, assessment of a person's motives and actions and teachings um, to not only maybe protect yourself, but maybe others as well that might be fooled in or, you know, caught up in whatever sort of selfish nature action that they're, that they're doing, right? Or even worse, what if it's you? (laughs) 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 What if it's you that's doing it? Right? How do you know? And so that, that certainly is the question. And there, I don't think there, there is, I don't know, Mark, if you've got any insight into it, but for me, there's, there doesn't seem to be like a specific formula or, you know, sort of rule book that says, okay, in this situation, you must not, or in this situation, you can and should. I think there's a lot of the context that has to go in with where you are and for the people that are, that you're meeting with. And so I think that, especially if you are going into a new situation and you, maybe you've moved and you're, or you're switching churches and I think it's okay that, you know, you're, you're a little guarded, um, to see how people act, react, how they treat, what they teach, um, mm-hmm. when you're around them. I think that it's okay um, for you to have a, a period or a season for you to assess what's going on and uh, use that time to be led by the Holy Spirit, right? You definitely want um, God um, through his spirit to teach you into all truth, including the, including the surrounding sort of context that you're in, the truth of that. To see if, you know, there, there are, you know, that this is, a, that whatever you are, that it is a safe place for you to be, um, that there are people that you are planning to give permission to speak truth into your life, um, that they are worthy of it. Mm. Right. And, um, if you, you know, it, you would like to think that, Hey, you'll hear this, this whisper that tells you this is the way go ye in it or go ye whatever. Or, you know, you, but that doesn't happen all the time. And so often we have to fall back on the teaching of, Hey, you know, a, a certain tree will bear a certain fruit. Good tree will bear good fruit. Bad tree won't have such good stuff for them. And so maybe you just sit back and you that sort of like the, the experience and the time sort of dictate what's going on. Mm. Maybe that might be sort of a better way. And so, um, while it is, I think, okay to, uh, okay to be, um, reserved in how you interact with others and, and what you, how, how much you interact and, and open up. Uh, I think cynicism as, as a whole, right, is going to make that, that process of you connecting with others 
that much harder because cynicism, at least the way that I understand it, is from the get go, you distrust them. Like already it's, it's <laughs> something like already they're, they're messed up people and they've got to prove to you by like with, uh, you know, insurmountable evidence that they're trustworthy. I, I, I think that's going to be a very hard pr- place for you to be in to try to connect with, with the, you know, <laughs> mm. with the community of God. Yeah. Um, I think like, a like what you're saying in terms of, you know, what's a health, like what's the healthy way of going about this is, um, I guess like for me, I would want to give people the benefit of the doubt in terms of like what, what I mean by that is that everyone starts in the same slate, right? In the mm-hmm. same level. Um, although... <laughs> not the cynicism level, because the cynicism level <laughs> means everybody's just the, like, they're yeah, terrible not the people. Not and they're the all out to get my money and stay with and sleep with my wife and, you know, abuse my kids. Like, there's just... <laughs> no, 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 no. So I'm saying is that, you know, the way that, you know, God may... S- God may see them in terms of not the way that God may see them, but um, to think that they're good people, right? And to think that what they, like they're not selfish in the way that they're doing things, I think, uh, but at the same time, being aware of signs of, uh, personalities, right? Um, signs that, you know, like this, this person might be, you know, doing something. So, for example, mm. so I've been, I've been listening to a lot of, uh, true crime podcasts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but okay. so, uh, true crime. So they go, they outline a list of some, some behavioral traits of someone who's not, you know, like someone who might grow up into a serial killer, right? Um, although, you know, we're not saying that everyone grows up to be a serial killer. This is just an example. So, um, so let's say one is like they're emotionally detached. Two, they hurt animals, like in wow. a young age. So, wow, yeah. So, like wow. they they're violent towards animals. That's one. But I don't, I, you know, this, I'm listening while at work, so I, I'm really not paying attention. So, like, I don't remember the rest. But there are certain characteristics that people, um, that, you know, serial killers can um, display while they're younger. Um, that, you know, that, that kind of, like, shows that, you know, this, you know, a kid might have violent tendencies or will have violent tendencies when they grow up based on certain characteristics. Um, So it's kind of like that. Um, But there's other podcasts that I listened to. They talked about like characteristics of narcissists. Right. Um, So it's just like what I'm saying is that give everyone 
the benefit of the doubt in terms of a starting point that they're good, but at the same time, knowing signs, knowing the signs of certain personalities or knowing signs that someone may just be using you or knowing signs that someone is abusive or knowing signs that, you know, this leadership, um, this leadership board uh, might not be a good one. Um, they just, you know, um, they're just using their members or they're burning out a lot of people. So, uh, yeah, so I I think that's a good way. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe if you have like a propensity of like having distrust of people like right off the bat, maybe you shouldn't listen to true crime podcasts and <laughs> stuff that that show you like, hey man, like there's like all these things that people have done in the past mm. and they're not very good. So uh, if that's a thing for you and maybe you can handle it, maybe not. But if you find yourself just just distrusting people because your brain goes back to this one episode. No, no, no. Whatever. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was just yeah, an I think, example. I think, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I think it's okay to be, you know, to be guarded uh, to a certain degree, you know, when you're starting out, right? Because you don't want to be gullible and be taken off, you know, and, and the Bible sort of talks about that as well. Um, don't be easily swayed by well, the wind or like however you put it. Uh, you know, one way or another so easily. But, you know, take a moment, take a season to to judge. And, and oftentimes, especially with young folk, you know, this idea of, hey, don't judge me, that comes up. And then, you know, this idea of like judging people and judging whatever, that has this taboo meaning uh, and taboo connotation to it. And that's just not the case, right? Uh, Jesus and God does counsel us to be discerning is the word that they use, which is really, you know, if you think about it, it is kind of a a sense of judgment. But to be discerning on who people are, you know, where, where they're going with it, what has your experience been with them? And that's not to say that people can't, can't make mistakes. And that people can't have moments of weakness and that people can't have, can't be selfish. Um, you know, um, yeah, people can't be selfish and that automatically means that they're selfish all the time, right? Or that's their, the majority of the time. Mm. Um, but it does mean that, uh, we should be wise, right? Uh, wise as serpents, yet also don't go attacking them. So be, <laughs> be harmless Gentle. as doves. Yeah. Be harmless as doves, right? Um, just be able to discern, be able to assess, be able to see what kind of tree they are, what kind of sheep they are. Maybe they're wolves in that mm. clothing, right? And maybe they are just what they are. Good sheep. You know, shepherds that God has put in your life to help you on your journey. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and it, it might take time. It might take some time. It might take some time. It might take some work. 
um, therapy wise, um, just getting deep into your experiences and talking about talking through your trauma and talking through uh, the the hurt that you've experienced in the past. Um, yeah. And so like another way, I guess, like to get out of it is also just be aware that it's growing in your heart um, so that you can give that up to to God and um yeah just be aware be self-aware so that you can all you can catch you know these things when when they happen so that you'll be able to directly and immediately deal with them and um yeah um and yes if you're ever you know, having that spirit of distrust and being cynical, uh, we know and we understand and we feel you and we definitely, you know, have have had had some trauma in the past too, um, especially with church and leadership of being put into positions of, you know, um, you know, visible positions of leader leadership at church and um, all the drama and <laughs> all the pain that you know that that entails and so we're we understand where you know you may be coming from when you're being distrusting of people but trust in god and trust that he wants what what's best for you and start like um start building relationships because that's what god wants um you know he will send you if you're looking for it he will send you people that are good for you and he will send you um the the community uh that that will be beneficial for you um and so yeah just give it time and do some work on yourself um if you have had that experience like bad experiences with church in the past well folks that's all we have for you this week we hope that you were blessed by our discussion let us know what you think send us a shout out on our socials at the handle at the prodigals project on facebook twitter and instagram if you like what you've been hearing please like and subscribe also leave a rating and review it'll go a long way in helping us out stay blessed and stay faithful and join us again next week for another episode of the prodigals podcast